0: You're listening to a podcast hosted on The Podcast Matrix. Get your entire podcast library hosted now at whatisthepodcastmatrix.com. Giant rampaging monsters. Time-traveling murder bots. Evil geniuses and epic heroes. With all the TV shows, movies, cartoons, and video games using comic book-related stories, it can be a near-impossible task to navigate and understand them all. That's where we come in. Let a trio of OGs, that stands for original geeks,
1: take you by the hand and beat you over the head with seemingly useless, but socially important pop culture information. It's time for my big fat pull list.
0: Hardcore geeks super fanboys, girls, people, take their collecting seriously. And since we here at My Big Fat Pull List take our podcasting seriously, we're doing a sequel. I'm Pistol Danger. Bang! I'm Smurfy, And I'm Mr. X. Get ready for The Art of Collecting, Part 2. Statues and minibus. Statues and minibus, I feel like, go hand in hand. Now, a minibus, you can get for... It was really weird. Back when I was getting statues, you figure a full size statue would cost you close to about hundred bucks, and you can get a minibus for half that because it's, it's half so a bus, bucks, which is about fifty bucks. Yeah. I feel like they've gone up now, and I feel like the minibus now are between seventy five to eighty. Oof. And statues themselves are Jesus. anywhere. Yeah, statues themselves are anywhere around two hundred to two fifty.
1: I remember getting minibus when I mean the, the highest they were were
0: forty dollars. The price tags are still on mine, and I set my display case and was looking. You could you could see as the years went up, the yeah. price they went from forty to about eighty five. I do not own any
1: statues. I what, no, well, that's I own a display, so it is kind of like a statue, but it was a it's a display that was specifically made to resemble. It's a three D recreation of the cover of Incredible Hulk number one. Hmm. So there is a statue of. Dr. Bruce Banner, looking up, and behind him, there's a giant, full, three-dimensional statue of the Hulk, fully gray, just like he is on the cover of the uh, Incredible Hulk, number one, standing on a stone-looking platform, and behind them, encased in glass, is a replica, a larger, blown-up replica, of the cover of issue one. Huh. That, so it's almost like a 3D... I've seen that. Statue it's, popping out of it's a It's classified
0: cover. as a statue. In previews, that's, so like it's that's the what it's today. Sta- okay,
1: so it's the only statue like, that yeah, I own. Yeah. And it's, it's absolutely beautiful. I'm, I'm I'm a huge Halt fan, as we all know.
0: And other than that, though, I own mini-busts. And not many. My statues are weird. I collected whatever I thought was cool at the time. So I have... Nothing wrong. I, 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 I couldn't... Like, I have two bins full of statues and busts, and I was able to display, I probably have about half of the stuff out. Right. All my statues are out, but I have more mini-busts. And I I don't know, like, like, because it was weird, because they went from, like, the full-size, so, like, if you look at the bottom two shelves, like, you'll see my Colossus and uh, the the Gambit. The Gambit's at the very bottom, because they kind of messed up his face. Yeah, but it's all right. I really, I really like your Colossus. Now, the Colossus is one of a six-piece set that was from The Dark Phoenix, Mm-hmm. Where it was all the X-Men fighting it. Right. And you, if you bought the Wolverine, you could replace the rock in his hands. It should give you two regular Colossus hands, and you could put Wolverine right in his hands. So I right. he was going to fastball special special, yeah. It yeah. was cool. But to get that whole thing was like 350 bucks, Or right. you get Colossus for 80 So I was like, cool, I'll take Colossus, because he was the coolest of, of that group of guys. Then they went to these, like, Batman black and whites... Which was every different type of version I ended up getting the Batman Beyond one And the Batman Beyond one was unique Because he was the only one that he's actually doing a handstand And he's got the webbing between his arms And it was like clear Instead of like red Which I thought was really cool So he's over there And then they start making them Then like it got weird Because then they start doing these things Which are kind of like figures But they don't pose But you can tell that they're like a really thin plastic And they're hollow But they have magnets in their feet and that's what keeps them on their stand and that's what the Nightwing over there is yeah. and they start doing those and I bought one thing oh it will be cool it wasn't as cool as I thought see I think yeah. Star Wars had something like that in the, in, the, in the action figure aisle but they weren't action figures they were right, statues yeah. Yeah. they were like Figures in action, yeah, it was like in action ability. Where it's like Darth Maul like twirling yes. the blades. The blades got like the the, the residual glow back. right? And yeah. then there's like an Obi Wan swinging, right? But that was it, and like you yeah. really can do anything with them. And they were kind of like a collectible, but they weren't really a statue. Yeah, like, and they weren't now really a figure, what's nice but, uh, about statues from the collecting point of view is that in my history of collecting stuff, they don't go down in price. Like if you buy a statue for forty bucks, that statue will resell again for at least forty bucks. Like you're not gonna be like, mm. oh man, like you know also for ten. like you know i mean it's all about supply and demand too though if you can find a guy but if, if you were like hey man i'm gonna resell the statue about four hours for forty dollars some guy would be like that's a good price because they only made like so many numbers and they numbered them all and right. that was it yeah. and then never to be made again they broke the broke the mold threw everything away and they're like that's it mm-hmm. so they never decrease in value which yeah. is nice mm-hmm. you know so that's what i was, I was just like that's a great thing about statues but you got to have a pocketbook and you got to have some disposable income and you got to make sure that they're safe because they break pretty easily so, i'm yeah. a sucker for the mini busts they, I,
1: more more than statues statues look great yeah
0: yes but again but, it's all about however space i need the arms on the mini bus they start doing armless mini and i didn't like that like a little was just like the chest and a head and i didn't like well but, but that's a that's what a, a bus is yeah. technically yeah. really is, is. So right there are I like, no arms anyway. I, that's why i like the mini ones there was a mm-hmm. mini-bust of Nightcrawler that I really loved. Yeah. And, like, we had, was probably he, one of my he top he had, five units. Yeah. The tail, which and it was yeah. really cool. Yeah, we, we had that. I, I think, the did they have it at the shop? Yeah, for yeah, a long I time. I think that's where they I saw it. They sat there for, like, a couple years. And, and I it was bought it. 70 bucks, and yeah. I could just 70, never... 75 bucks. 70 yeah. It was hard. never pull the trigger on The me. reason why I was able to get the ones I got was because yeah I got a discount. That's where, like, I got that... That's the sunshine Wolverine, and then next to it is Obi-Wan and his Stormtrooper armor. Right. It's awesome. I remember the first
1: mini bust I bought was was at the comic headquarters where you worked. It was just after Colossus had died okay. in Uncanny <sighs> X Men. Yep. Uh, he had sacrificed himself to cure the legacy virus. My and goodness. I was so upset at his passing when the next time I was in the shop I saw there's a minibus. There's a colossus minibus. That's right. Boom. That's forgot. Right. I I bought that. Now of course it's it's seen some better days. There's uh, a little bit of the paint right. has uh, has worn off of the top of his head, and some of the some of the the metallic looking paint of his skin have have flaked Life. off over the years. So I've kept him basically boxed up. I've always kept. The original box with the styrofoam. Oh,
0: that you? Mm-hmm. He was here when I was unboxing all my stuff. Oh yeah, it still smelled like that new figure smell. Right. Yeah, like that. Well, that, smell. that styrofoam. Nothing's going to happen to your shit. You keep nope. that styrofoam. Yep. Always keep the styrofoam um, box. That's the most hit, uh, amazing invention. for statues ever. Yes. Yeah. Definitely keep that. And those little salt packets keeps moisture out of it. For the environment, something. maybe not so much. Oh, man. Yeah, not throwing it sure, away. I'm You're not. It not yeah, I'm not sure. going to throw it away. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's fine. You're actually saving the
1: environment that way the only the only other minibus i own uh, i have a man thing bust which is actually it's actually kind of a a half statue really because it's man thing up to his his waist in the muck of the oh, swamp cool. oh yeah wrestling an alligator he's that was got it it was at the shop that I, was I, awesome. I bought <laughs> it it was just king
0: kong it. yeah yeah and dude he's got he's the got the, the it was phenomenal, detailed, beautiful. Phenomenal. I don't know how... The, the guy who ever sculpted it must have sculpted it and then died of a heart attack and hand cramps because it was crazy yeah. detailed. Yeah. yeah, that was absolutely <laughs> yeah. one of the most beautiful things I own.
1: But I have to say my two prized possessions where minibusts are concerned, where, where really display stuff is concerned, things that I collect. I own a minibust of the Juggernaut and his bust sits atop the Jewel of Sidorak... Oh that's, yeah, that's awesome. cool. so absolutely and he's got this giant shitty <laughs> <on, laughs> as he should. Absolutely you know. beautiful. But my number one absolute prized possession when it comes to a displayable collectible is the mini bust of Joe Fixit. Oh. Yeah, cool. And it's it the it's the gray hulk Joe Fixit when he when he was a bouncer at a Las Vegas nightclub. He's got the fedora on his yeah. head and he's battle damaged so his his pinstripe suit the pinstripe suit is completely gone he's <sighs> got the white shirt and it's all tatters right. and the pinstripe tie yeah is all askew oh no and it's at and and the bottom the base is just this giant thick rectangle of gray granite <laughs> yeah that's very sweet uh, beautiful Yes, that, I, that if, if something ever happened to that, I'd probably
0: I'd probably cry myself to sleep. Uh, one of my favorites. I have one of Stewie from Family Guy, <laughs> but he's sitting on a rocking chair dressed yeah. like Napoleon, and he has little toy soldiers all around him. <laughs> well, oh, okay, awesome. that's cute. Yeah, and, and, and it's not displayed because I was like, oh, it doesn't really fit in there, and I actually want to try to buy a display case for it, as I have another one of him dressed up as like a ninja in like a swimming pool. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll post that. pictures
1: yeah. to the uh, the Facebook, the website, and the Twitter to uh, from some stuff that we so, we've little, talked about it. little yeah, things, man. little things from our collections that we're
0: proud of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe we'll post like our top three most prized items. Maybe we will. Now the only the only stage that I don't like that Gears of War one at the top it came with the video game. Yeah, it's actually just like a piece of plastic and it's hollow. Oh wow. Well. Hmm. So, but it looks cool. So uh, Marvel vs. Cap, I'm a big Marvel vs. Capcom guy. Uh, the latest one's been Marvel Captain Infinite. I did not buy it. I was insulted by them, mm-hmm. and you lose me. If you bought the pre order thing, uh, 200 bucks. It came with f- infinity gems yeah. oh. and a statue of Captain Marvel. And the statue they show looks great. Yeah. But it's all out now. And it looks like shit. It looks yeah. awful. Like she's yeah. got this derped face. Uh, apparently it's in- worse than that Gambit yeah. statue because wow. you can see it, cause I ordered that from previews and the room was so small I'm like I can't see his face his pose looks cool and yeah. I got it and I was like why did they give him like a six inch nose yeah. like he does not look attractive yeah I'm not Gambit I am Serenade right. Bergerac you know, you know it looks like they molded off of Adrian Brody they're
1: like hey, Adrian Brody <laughs> Adrian Brody <laughs> like, <laughs> the, the raging cages. I'm not lying if you look at his face <laughs> it's very shame Adrian Brody like right
0: yeah well you know what I'll have that's, to agree with you there yeah so I'm thankful I didn't get that statue in the one statue. Which is why I'm happy now, like at this day and age with the internet and Google, you can Google a statue and really get a good, up-close like, yeah. look at it before you buy it. But most of them for like 250 bucks are going to be pretty badass. The God bless
1: the, the internet. Good. Yeah. Art. Art is subjective. It is. And so is the shit that you wear. Yes,
0: yeah, it is. But. Less or more.
1: It could also be art. Art's yeah. everywhere. Geek art, especially. Fandom art. Fandom, geekery yes art clothes you can wear it you can hang it up on your wall you can sew it into the shirt you wear the jean jacket you wear I love geeky art huge fan of it have a lot of it covering the walls of my home actually I have so much art the majority of it is
0: actually in storage because I have no room for it that's awesome I have several of the whatever size those are that, that, uh, all uh, the time, yeah. The other my 16s I have a bunch of cons and I rotate those out. Yeah. yeah, because I get some like like that's Greg Horn artwork, and I love his because mm-hmm. if we it hold in different light. It like literally it almost makes it look three D and like different like yeah. uh, like the Doctor Who ones. All their screwdrivers get that cool like glow effect, glow stream effect. Right, as you turn in the light. That's yeah. awesome. Mm-hmm. I'm uh. like, that's that's phenomenal. And everyone's like, "You saw art?" And I'm like, "Really?" I'm like, "I would say it's more art than some of the art that's out there now." Yeah, so
1: uh, that's why I say art is subjective.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. Like oh, I yeah, like some yeah, of the, the, um I like some of the cheesecake, but not because they're scantily clad. I like it because generally they have them doing cool poses. Oh, what do you mean by cheesecake? The spider going in a bikini or okay, well, you know yeah, 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 I, yeah, I know I know. Guys guys, how was but right. in, like you know but, like they show <laughs> those them.
1: types of pin up art. art. Oh, there you go. Back okay. in the forties and fifties, were known as cheesecake. Right. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. Yeah. No. No. You know. Did you know? I Did you know? I didn't oh, know that's called be So Tuesday, you know, but that's why I I know now he knows. Uh, I knew a, pin-up, pin-up art I was on here. Right, yeah. And stuff. Yes, okay. But I enjoy a lot of them and I, a lot of people will say bullshit on this but like when artists at like the cons do them that I like they do them in cool poses. Yep. Not like legs spread f***ing eye right. candy. They do them like Not playboy pinup model. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. do artsy fun pinup model. Yeah, like sermon like serving you know, a cheeseburger or hmm? you know hulu hooping, whatever. Or like just having fun or like right. being badass right. but like but the problem is, so do not 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 Black Cat spreading her ass cheeks for you. No, no. no I, I wish, God, I wish. I have a I cover don't. of like a mercenary. Like there's one's Deadpool, and yeah. One's X twenty three. X twenty three looks super smoking hot. Yeah. But she also she, she'll murder your face. Right. Yeah. That's awesome. I'm like you were able to mix both without just being like sex symbol up on the wall. Yeah. I have a problem with the sex symbol only portion yes. of it so like that's where I kind of uh, I have this thing where like I like a lot of it because I think it looks cool right. but then I don't like it because like well I don't want people to think this is just kind of like mind material for people later people are yeah, no, sorry, sorry. I just want a bitchin' image of people doing rad shit because people are already upset because most comic women because a lot of comics were originally were read by men yeah. are very busty and very yeah, zero yeah. size figure and everyone's like that's not realistic I'm like well it's also a superhero who's in super shape every superhero guy has got a six pack hmm. This is the way it is. I mean, he man just wears fit. a thong, right? A, man, a thong. right? <laughs> so, but that's why, and that's why, when I, I, I agree with you, when they just do this, the sexual pose, I'm like, hey man, there are already, you're, you know, I there can go some online people, and find it, yes, your right. pose without the clothes yeah, on. The that's what I do. I that's for. what I'm looking for. I want like you know, cool pictures. But some people are looking for stuff like that. Yeah, and if you the are, are is I refuse to yes. kick. I'm just, I'm the same. Gem. But see, like, I couldn't wear a t-shirt with that, because around little kids, I think it's inappropriate. Yeah. Maybe it's me. But, you know, I'm like... Hey, I mean, it it might stop be a, looking at me, little kid. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's your it's, fault you're, you're he, looking at me like this, this could kid. He's going to looking at me because I'm throwing bricks at him, too. I don't know. Children <laughs> are <laughs> bastards. Okay, I, I'm, not, I'm
1: not talking about walking around wearing a naked superhero on a shirt.
0: Okay. Scantily clad? I have no problem with that. Like Princess Leia in her bikini? You'd wear that shirt? I would. Leia. Well, I, I mean, if I'm, I'm not, wearing that shirt... I'm not trying to be, you know, negative. I'm just asking. What? i'd totally okay. wear that shirt see i, I don't know I, I don't know if i could you just call me job I'd, away, have right? to, I'd have to <laughs> yeah I have to, I have to see it first oh, oh my cool. god that'd be a hot oh, one cool. like the oh, chains around cool. the collar <laughs> yeah. she's on the back pulling down hey, that hey, would fellas, actually be look, a cool shot do i need to get the hose like another thing i like to do is i like to collect pins and patches and i have a canvas bag that i like to put all of them on yes like they're, they're really cool i'm gonna uh, have a my spider-man one uh a miss marvel one not captain marvel miss marvel camilla Khan. I feel like pins. I feel like patches were huge in like the early '90s. Yeah. I feel like they faded away, and mm-hmm. I feel like now it's are starting to come back. I don't think they're exactly coming back. I just think they're not going away. They've never Is gone away. Okay, never fully gone away. They've always been around, and 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 we're going all the way back
1: to the '50s and '60s. Oh, okay, damn! they've never like 50s, gone. And I'm not necessarily talking about geek patches. I'm right. talking about patches in general. Yeah, oh, no, there's they've always never gone have, away. No patches will never go away. Heard. Ever patches patches will never go away. Especially the clown. But. <laughs> But I think every now and then a generation will... ebbs Ab- and yeah, flow. Yeah, it, yeah, there's, yeah. there's an ebbs and flow. It's, well, it's I, not I, I necessarily comes back in style. It's, ooh, that's a great
0: accessory. Mm-hmm. I want to start using that. And then there's an influx of them.
1: And then they kind of go back... See, and you know what? I, th- I think it was people used to wear the
0: patches on their shirts. Right for a yeah. long time, and then that kind of faded because people, you know, outgrow your shirt and you're like, oh, there goes the patches I like. Now what do I do? Well, that's why they were put on jackets. You start well, and, and sometimes even jackets would start getting torn apart or fade away. And you're like, oh man, my favorite jacket, my favorite patches. Yeah. Then laptop bags start coming in, and it was like man satchels. Laptop and bags. People start putting well, them on. Yeah, exactly. They last longer, and it start coming right back. Yeah, and I I feel like That's, that's what brought what it back. People are like, I'm tired of this a tan satchel. I'll put my Deadpool symbol on it, Star Trek, you know, Doctor Who. Literally, cool. that's me. It took right. me about two months to find like that's a satchel that I liked. Yeah. Color uh-huh. that was canvas, and like I said, I've been, I've thrown so many pins on it. I'm starting to put well, a lot more patches on it. Um, and I feel like that the, the help of technology, I think it's in help bring it all back. Because now people are like, oh yeah, and like I feel like that's with, with stickers too. Because people want to decorate their laptops. Well, like they're yeah. like, I'm tired of seeing HP on it, and they'll throw whatever.
1: Well, I've got a, I've actually got a buddy,
0: uh, Chris
1: Greer, who's a great tattoo artist. He's actually the one who did my Juggernaut tattoo. Okay. Oh, so, that's years, another form of art. Yeah, years, ago, yeah, right. years ago, years ago, but uh, he has spent years. He has this. He has a leather jacket, and on this leather jacket, it, it, it is covered with buttons hmm. to the point to where you can barely see no the leather jacket. <laughs> yeah, cool. he has spent so much time getting, and every button is different. That's cool. Oh yeah, there is really not cool. one duplicate. Are they it's all nerdy? they all No, no, everything. it's a little okay. bit of everything. That's
0: and also we wear t-shirts of just geek stuff, like I have a pretty sweet set of Ghostbuster shirts, some Spider-Man shirts, I have, uh, I I have a Marvel, uh, that when they did the initiative and they had that cover that was all the characters. I have one fourth yeah. walking closet um, full of just nerdy, geeky oh, t-shirts. yeah, yeah, I have three of the Green Lantern uh, symbol shirts. I got one of those. I've I got a theater. I just started getting a bunch of Star Wars shirts because they started coming out with cool green ones that I like that were just, not just... Star Wars. Cause yeah. all the ones I could find were just either said Star Wars, or they were like those like blueprint shirts, which are cool. Yeah, but I I'm happy I found, found, found some that are. They started adding a bunch of different stuff. Oh, right. Like mm-hmm. uh, some of them go in the dark. I think that's kind of cool. Like I've got the other one and above a bubble to go in the dark. I'm usually
1: know. not wearing shirts in the dark though, so I, still I don't need do. them to glow. It's
0: so the clowns can't find me. The clowns shit. Can't I just realized they now can't find me. me. They they know exactly coming. where Thanks you were. Thanks guys. You ruined my plan. Yeah. dear bad guy please wear this shirt so i know where to aim yes. <laughs> sincerely <you> Smurfy. <laughs> mm-hmm. there you go but, I, but the thing is, is that like we said before
1: art is subjective whether it's something that you wear something that you put on your wall or your, or or your body. body or your own body uh there is i i could if Question. i had the money Question's i could you i could be the illustrated man there's so many great
0: ideas Geek based I, that I would put on my body. I have, I have two different buddies. One guy he has a uh, premature sleeve done. Yeah, but it's of the Batman Rogue Gallery. And Absolutely. It makes it, and and it's, it's just their head and a little bit of like their shirt or whatever. No, uh, his name's uh, okay. Drew from uh, Okay. Yeah, got, oh, yeah, yeah no, yeah. His I think is, is I think I could be wrong. see that on his arm or it's on the back of his cap. But he has and it looks like a whole bunch of spider webs white and gray, kind of mixed in. But then there's like that like old timey like picture frame, which is a circle. Yeah, and it's all. Riddler, Penguin, that's huh. pretty badass. Very And then cool. uh, yeah. I got another buddy who started mixing his love for movies with his love for superheroes, and he's doing some really cool tattoo work on his body. Like he's got a Deadpool riding a nuclear bomb, with a <laughs> cowboy hat. <laughs> and I was and like, that's Doctor Strange, yeah. yeah. Yep. And he loves Deadpool, so he was just like, dude, he's like, I, I saw it, love it, and he got it on his body. Yeah. And that's what he's been doing. And his next work it's supposed to be pretty cool. It's supposed to be like a black and white. He's gonna have like Punisher and Wolverine kind of like together, side by side. So Very cool. that. Cool. yeah. So, yeah. I have a hoodie obsession. I love hoodies. But I've had to limit my hoodie obsession because storage. And, and in, it doesn't get cold here anymore. Yeah. Or it does, it's it just, just negative time. zero. I have a shredder hoodie, and I have a low-key hoodie. Your low-key is pretty awesome. And it is, those are my two The hoodies we're talking about are the ones that were like the costume, and you could zip it up and yeah. have a hood, and mm-hmm. you flip it up and have yeah. the horns, or Spider-Man would have like the full face mask. Mm-hmm. I, I, I want like to get, Deadpool dead, I wanna get the Deadpool, Deadpool yeah. one. Have, I've been a hardcore fine. There, there was a bitch Wolverine one too. Yes. And it was a cool Captain America one. See, I I wanted the
1: the Punisher one, which was just a black hoodie oh, with awesome. the Punisher symbol called, on, on the, the head chest head.
0: and then a Punisher symbol on, on the back. back. Hmm. And I could never find it in my size. That's again, you have to probably go online. Yes. Uh, that's where I'm at because I couldn't find it. And it's hot topic's like, we've got extra small to medium. <laughs> this is America. <laughs> you know, I was like, <laughs> what? I like, you know those kids on money, right? And like God, we're, we're we're an obese country. Give us our three X T-shirts, books, novels,
1: and paperbacks. When it comes to collecting, I top the both of you on one specific realm where geekery collecting is concerned. You guys beat me on the Lego stuff. Yes, completely Handling. and totally, you Hand know, hands down. And I've got no problem with that. But there is something that I have, a collection that I am very proud of, that I have, that I know neither one of you, uh, up until us doing this podcast, even knew existed. Don Knotts videos?
0: Ha ha! a joke. Yeah, I know. Oh, that, that, that man was national treasure. <laughs> oh, <laughs> shut up. Oh, wacko. <laughs> oh. Don Knotts. Don Knotts videos.
1: I'm talking about... Marvel novels. No not graphic novels. No art in these. The, no, well there there's art at the beginning of every chapter. Which oh, is really? so like one yeah. page, Oh, it's like a one we're talking, sketch thing. And we're talking and we're talking mm. actual legitimate Marvel yeah. artists. Wow, okay. Do mean by art.
0: I got my cousin Bob here to scribble. No, no, no I'm Bob's
1: on. you know, three year old son doing a chicken scratch okay. drawing. It's it's legitimate.
0: Marvel artists. artists. Did they have legit writers too for them? Yeah. Okay. So actually some of the writers for these novels work. worked for Marvel. Okay. Uh, so it wasn't just like some dudes make believe like this probably isn't canon here's a fun story I made up. The fun thing about it is is that even though the books weren't necessarily canon the books
1: themselves had their own canon. They were like their own universe canon. Okay. But they took from the comic books. Right. Since these books started coming out in the early 90s they jumped off of marvel continuity Uh from the early 90s and just kept on running with it and almost everybody had their own book spider-man was had a very popular line many adventures where spider-man was concerned Uh, iron man had two novels captain america only one daredevil had two nick fury even got a book the incredible hulk had a few, one of them even written by the great Peter David, who okay. who for, for our, our big geek friends out there listening to this, Peter David was responsible for having the longest run writing The Incredible Hulk. Now, was this Smart, smart. Hulk, Dumb Hulk, which Hulk? The Peter David's Hulk, mm-hmm. the one that he wrote for the most, was uh, Grey Hulk. Okay, He actually explained why the Hulk was grey in that first issue. It was a, a, of course, it was a printing Error. mistake. Error. A but blood. he took that and ran with it. And ran with it and it's actually awesome. created a, uh, another Hulk. This, this gray Hulk, the Hulk that was affected by the moon, would only come out at night. And the more full the moon was, the more right. aggressive hmm. Hmm. this intelligent, more intelligent, he wasn't super smart. Yeah. But more intelligent Hulk could be these these novels got me through a lot of a a lot of boring times in my my pre-teens and my early teens back in the 90s especially especially the ones that i loved the most were the x-men the x-men had some great novels in this universe and because the, the the novels shared their own continuity you got crossovers you actually had trilogies these novels had trilogies where it was the x it, book one was the X-Men and Iron Man. Book two was the X-Men and the Fantastic Four. Book three was X-Men and Spider-Man. One of the things that I enjoy about a novel is that it's, it's all up to you to fill in the imagination. It's the characters that you love, but you don't have it spoon-fed to you like a comic book. And I'm not saying comic books are spoon-feeding, it's just you now have to come up with the panels... You now have to come up with the art. How, Who's drawing this adventure that Spider-Man's going on? And I only had a, a, a small handful of those novels growing up. But as of about five, six years ago, I discovered a few of them at a used bookstore, and, well, the it just all came back to me. The itch took over, and God bless Amazon, because... You could pretty much find almost anything you're looking for on Amazon at a reasonable price. And over the years, I have collected, uh, sorry, recollected, almost the entire library of those books. I'm only missing, I want to say, I'm only missing three, and two of them are anthology books. How
0: many pages are you talking here? Well, I'm going to do a full-on, like, 150, 200, sometimes okay. even more. I don't want to sound like not nitpicky I'm just curious if people know what they're getting themselves into they want to go buy these things were they written like fairly like you know evenly spaced easy to read or was it like Lord of the Rings where it's like small print oh no uh, we're not talking
1: uh, tiny print no this is we're talking we're talking 90s here so it's it's not big print but normal print they double fonted right okay this is this is easy reads
0: cool enjoyable they flow they do. As some of them, uh, I mean, again, yeah, some of them are better than others. Like, any story, you're going to have your lows. I hate to keep going back to this, but like Lord of the Rings spent like, the first hundred pages talking about a birthday party. Right, exactly. And you know, I was like, woof. It's like, man, you're describing Blades of Grass here now. Like, Here's oh, my this. thing.
1: Even though I've read them, the Iron Man books really didn't grab me. Okay. Because the bad guys that he was growing up
0: in both of the books were, were AIM. Oh, okay. Yeah. And at this point in time AIM was eh yeah, yeah. aim was a joke. they were a bunch of clowns in yellow yeah. beehive outfits. Right. right. And no one took him seriously with course later on. Even though and, and here's the thing, I love the
1: X Men and right. I'll defend the X Men to my dying breath, but some of the novels, Suck. the stories, eh yeah. were a little were a little flat. Right. But then you also got
0: some that were phenomenal captivating and you couldn't stop turning the pages. Almost like real comics now. Right, right. Yeah. So I had two of them. Oh, did you? I had X-Men Empire's End that dealt with the Shi'ar Empire. I think I still have that to this day. The other one I've been trying to figure out is the one where the Super Scroll is actually fighting the X-Men. But you uh. don't know it's a Super Scroll right away because he has... Because it's a scroll and I can't find the name of it. Ultimate Super Villains is the closest thing I can get, but I don't think that was it. I
1: actually I believe that what you're describing is one of the bad guys in the X-Men, it was an X-Men trilogy. Yes. That, the I, I want to say the first book had Iron Man. Okay. Book one was Iron Man and the X-Men. Book two was Hulk and the X-Men. And then book three was the Fantastic Four and the X-Men. I remember And they ones. slowly, they slowly were... Digging to the bottom of this mystery, yeah, and finally in the final book, you realize, oh, it's Super Scroll. and it makes perfect sense yeah, that you've got the Fantastic Four. To
0: be the final uh, they're moment.
1: on the moon. It's a secret base on yes. the moon. The
0: humans. Look.
1: And they're, they they actually Not end yet. up fighting uh, uh, like Super Adaptoids
0: too. Oh, were they Super Adaptoids or other Super Scrolls that Clert had? had? Uh, there was. The, I, I say Clert because I know him personally.
1: I want to say that there was a room full of Super Adaptoids. There was there was a really great trilogy called Times Arrow, where it was the X Men and Spider Man traveling through time. Hmm.
0: Huh,
1: that is neat. And we we went back to old west times hmm. and saw the Rawhide Kid. <laughs> they went to the future and dealt and, and interacted with the X Men from the year 2099. That'd be cool. Oh, Skullfire. They they went into an alternate timeline. Where the, good guy, where the X-Men were... The bad guys. Technically not the bad guys, but they were the world police. Hmm. Mutants were in charge. Okay. They weren't rounding up humans and killing them, but... If yeah. you didn't do what the mutants say, you got in trouble. Hmm. So it was, it was interesting stuff. They were able to do stuff in these books that they weren't allowed. The editors at the comic books weren't, weren't allowing them to do. So, you were able to have fun... And tell these interesting stories that didn't mean anything in the comic books, but as you read these books in chronological order, they would reference adventures. Okay. If, if one hero would, hey, you remember that time when Logan walks into a bar and Spider Man, you know, just saves somebody just outside? Yeah. Hey, you remember that time that we beat up uh, Sabretooth in the Arctic? Yeah, yeah, I Get out of my face, bug. And, you know, he swings away. Yeah. Things like that. Things that kind of fleshed out the world. Right, there was world building in those books, and sadly, after that run ended, there have been other publishers who will do sets of books, and I've tried to get into those, but they just don't have the same feel. There was something about the 90s, I know the 90s gets a lot of crap, Mm -hmm. especially from comic books. So many pockets. So many pockets, so many shoulder pads. So mean, you know what, though? But, it was the birth of some really cool
0: stuff, too. But there was some really cool stuff in the 90s where, like comic, there books was. Were, where comic books and geekery were... Inter- I feel like and, the cartoons of the 90s were the, some of the best so yeah. far that we've seen. Not maybe, you know, I feel that you know, know, that sort of stuff was kind of the, the groundwork for what made us into who we are. Oh, yeah, and, and definitely. Those
1: books, and, and again, comic books helped me start reading actual literature. And... If it weren't for comic books, I would never would have read those novels. And every time, the more I read those novels, I, I feel the smarter I got because I'm reading. I'm my, my brain is absorbing this information. I'm, I'm in the same boat. I, and now I read. I read Stephen King. I
0: read Jim Butcher. I read. I, I read a lot, not I, just comic books. In grade school, I had a hard time reading. I don't know what it was. I just couldn't do it. And then once I start reading comics, uh, around. Grade school to high school, yeah. all of a sudden textbooks became a little easier to read, a little easier to remember, because you're working out your left brain and right brain yeah. is comics, you're looking at art and words, and reading's reading. No matter how you do it, you're still exercising the same yep. part of the, the the mind. So comics helped me, you know, get through college technically because I was yeah. able to read those textbooks faster and get better grades. Mm-hmm. So trading cards. I don't know about the rest of you,
1: but especially in the '90s, I was obsessed with trading cards. Now, most of my friends, while they were enjoying sports cards like baseball and the football. Hockey. Hockey, hockey was also very popular. Uh, And then, you know, the girls, they were trading uh, new kids on the block cards. My wife, my wife actually still has a complete set of new kids on the block cards. They had a bunch
0: of hits. They did. Chinese food? They they're, had the right stuff. Still have money too, honestly. Yeah. That's just come back. Me, I was obsessed with the Marvel
1: trading cards. It started in uh, 1990 through. It seemed like seemed like there was a new card set coming out every single year, and it wasn't just Marvel in general. The X Men had some. Spider Man had some. I know DC put out a couple of card lines, but at the time, ah, I wasn't really that big of a DC guy. I mean, I knew who Batman was, I enjoyed his cartoons and his movies, but I wasn't really reading his comic books. Same thing with Superman or any of the Justice League members. My fondest memory of those cards is actually what kind of got me into Marvel Comics to begin with. Specifically the 1990, that first series, how, you know, the art... Compared to shit now, the art was very simple, but when you flip it over you got a nice little blurb of who the character is, how they became whoever they are. And you had stats, which I really miss, because then you could take those cards and you could argue with your friends just how powerful another character Well, this character kicked kick your character's ass because of such and such stat. You don't have that anymore. Now it's just Deadpool wins, because Deadpool's popular right now. Squirrel well, wins. Squirrel Girl kills girl the Marvel Universe. Squirrel Girl. Yeah. Kills, Marvel Kills the Marvel Universe. Cause why? Cause she's
0: Squirrel Girl. Partnered up with Gwenpool. See, I only started getting into the trading cards in 1992. Okay. And, uh, it was Marvel only, really, uh, because I enjoyed the art. I wanted to learn more about the characters, and because I had a set of four friends, and they would also buy the cards. Yeah. And so, well, you got to have that
1: because then you trade, trade right. back yeah. and forth, get your, get a complete set, you get your duplicates, right? And yeah, not, not, bust the bank, you know, yeah. the, the, literal piggy bank. Because remember, were we were kids, mm-hmm. yeah, and they were pricey, yeah. yeah.
0: And you needed duplicates for what was to come later, pogs. Oh,
1: and the pog pogs. makers.
0: What we would do is we'd obviously buy the cards, and we'd buy uh, what are they? The three by three sheets that you could put yeah. nine mm-hmm. cards mm-hmm. into. And the binders. yeah, yeah. And the binders. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I still have some. you'll well, we oh, yeah. see pictures of all of our collections, what well, remains of them. Yeah, I remember I had like three thick school binders full mm-hmm. of these mothers. And uh, now I maybe have two, and all the Batman Return cards I have are scattered amongst wherever. Yeah. I still have them somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. I think they're in California
1: now. I remember... I mean, at one point in time, I remember I had all of them because, of of, of course, I was obsessed. But, you know, life happens. I remember in the early 2000s, just after most card sets were no longer worth anything, I I was forced to sell the majority of my collection, not only my comic collection, but my card collection as well. Uh, And I I do believe I have one or two. I think I have one of the... uh, Marvel lines either 1991 or 1992 and I've got the the Jim Lee X-Men line I want to say it was the first X-Men line and again these cards partially responsible because remember this is the 90s is the early 90s so you have these cards that are coming out you have the X-Men cartoon that comes out it's these things that gravitate me Right there in 1990, 1991, towards getting into Marvel X-Men specifically, but of course, once you get into the X-Men and you're in the Marvel universe, you start to expand. And I, I really, honestly, I don't think I would have cared about the majority of the rest
0: of the Marvel universe had it not been for those uh, those card sets. For I would say, for me, the cards helped. You, you're you're getting exposed to new characters you never would have heard of. Right. Where you're like, hey, like, Who, who's Maverick? You flip it over, it's like, hey, his first appearance is not here. Oh, he's part of X Men. I know that's cool. Like you said, it gives you. Your he's abilities. a Canadian. He he's yeah. a mutant. He wasn't
1: Canadian. He was actually German.
0: Former CIA operative. Yeah. Right. So part like, of, part of Wolf, one of Wolverine's yeah. uh, groups. Right. And that's what's kind of cool because you're just getting exposed to more characters. Yeah. you Get more exposed to more characters. You want to adventure out. I you know what books to read and what books not to read. Like this character sounds lame. You know not to read it. This character sounds cool. Digging up and work. It was really kind of nice. I think one of the big ones for me was actually, so I got into 92. Mm-hmm. It was the next year when they started doing, uh, because in 92 all the cards were their own. Yeah. It was right. Punisher on the card, right. it was right. Morg right. on the card, it was Galactus on the card, etc. In 93, Marvel did the Marvel Universe cards, where it was nine cards. They knew the sheet rule apparently. Mm-hmm. And what they did was they made a little poster out of all the cards. Right. And I remember collecting and trying to get all the posters to see all the characters, to see all the action didn't you hate it when you it, missed one? Oh yeah like especially if it's like the oh, center yeah. you're like, like yeah, if, if you miss one it, you yeah. screwed up you, do, right. you, can't, you're like, you can't finish who, the picture who's in the corner I don't know we'll yeah. never know because there was no internet to look that up at the time yeah and it was cool because you can kind of see all of them interacting in certain things like X-Men war with X-Men and right. stuff. but right. other, like, there was random ones where I think it was like Cable and Deadpool fighting with um. oh what's his name he used to have the bi- he, he stretched he hated Deadpool you were talking about Mega Red no no no, no, no. he was he, 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 he looked like he was made of techno-organic yeah, shit. Yeah, Slayback
1: was his name. Ah, Slayback, yeah. It's him
0: reaching over. It's actually a three-panel thing. It's Slayback in the far right, Cannonball in the middle with Slayback's arm going through and then grabbing a Deadpool as the third panel. So basically, if you just had the Cannonball card, there's
1: this weird thing at the top mm-hmm. and you have no idea what, what it is. is. Right. Yes. So you have to put all of these together
0: to see the full picture. Mm-hmm. Which was brilliant because then it made you have to Five get the rest of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it also, like, you know, uh, uh, I think other people on the card were Apocalypse. Like, what does he have to do with Slayback, Cannonball, and Deadpool? Other than, like, an X-Factor. X-Force, yes. So, like, there were random characters on there that I, I have no idea about Slayback. And honestly, I haven't thought about Slayback probably again until this moment. But at the time, I would I would look up Slayback, or mm. I would look up anybody on the card that looked cool. I
1: remember the in the same card set, the fantastic four-page poster, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. This was during the time that Ben Grimm, the thing, was in the suit. Uh, he was well, he was in the helmet yeah, he because had he had, face had he, his face got messed yeah. up from uh, Wolverine. Yeah. Wolverine clawed his face, he and he had rocks. he had scar he had scars. And yeah. being the vain guy that that he is, he was actually wearing a helmet. It was also during that weird time in the '90s where the Fantastic Four were wearing uh, much different costumes. Uh, Sue Storm was. Wearing something a little uh, a little yeah. whorish, really, when you think
0: about it. Reed Richards had to jump on the pocket fan. I think he was wearing a vest <laughs> yep. and a yep. belt that had pockets hanging off the belt. Lots of, lots of pockets, lots of vests. Because that was
1: the 90s, baby. Yeah. You yeah, had to man. have little pockets mm-hmm. and pouches and vests. And the great thing is is that it continued. It continued mostly through the 90s. And, and I think the market for all things trading card uh, kind of uh, bottomed out there towards the end of that decade. Although even to this day, I know a lot of my a lot of my geek friends, especially ones who have artistic talents, trading cards, specifically hand-drawn trading cards, art the size of trading cards basically, uh, is very popular. I have quite a few X-Men characters. Uh, everybody knows I love the juggernaut. So I have a collection of hand-drawn, Trading card size trading cards from a bunch of different artists, all doing different renditions of Juggernaut. That's pretty. And funny. I know, I know you, Smurphy. You mm-hmm. actually have a couple of hand drawn, mm-hmm. custom made. Uh, one. You yeah, have, Sinistra. you have one. Sinestro. Sinestro. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's
0: kind of on topic, but not set. Marvel kind of thought of that idea, and I think one of the lines—I don't remember what it was—was was their masterpiece line, yeah. which yeah. I, which it was hit or miss for me as a kid because a lot of these were gorgeous pictures. I remember there's one of Omega Red, and it's like he's spiraling at the camera that's taking this picture of him, and the tendrils are coming out, and he looks awesome. Yeah. And then there's the Nightcrawler, who, who I think is grim looking, and he didn't really appeal to me then. I'll have to find the card and go back and look. I remember those are my two extreme examples. Mm. Uh, I remember Wolverine looked derpy too, which made me sad, but when those artists were on, when they were artists I liked, those Masterpiece cards were gorgeous. Yeah. I was a big
1: fan of the art of the Hildebrandt Brothers. They had a whole series of cards for the Marvel Universe. Loved them. Absolutely loved them. Uh, Again, where DC was concerned, uh, I I collected Batman and Batman Returns, the movie trading cards, Mm -hmm. and trading cards are coming back. Do tell. It was announced late in 2017, But uh, evidently, coming this summer, we actually have a new X-Men line of trading cards from from Fleer, Fleer Ultra. Upper deck, Fleer Ultra is bringing back the hobby of so many kids from the 90s. And I tell you what, I am probably going to uh, get suckered into at least picking up a couple of packs. And if those packs are cool, I might just buy a box. Well, that's just what we like to
0: collect. What do you out there in podcast land like to collect? Cards? Novelas? Cards? Let us know. You can reach us on Twitter at MyBigFatPoet. Same on Facebook. We're on Instagram. And you can just send us an email, man. Let us know what you collect.
1: We hope you were able to learn a few things about the art of collecting. And remember, it doesn't matter if you're an old pro or you're about to start your first collection. We just want to help. So until next time, I'm Mr. X.
0: I'm Pistol Danger. Bang. I'm Smurphy. Thanks for listening. That's our show, folks. We hope you enjoyed it. Tell everyone you know about our program. Unless you hated it, then keep your traps shut.
1: Have comments, questions, suggestions for future shows? Reach out to us
0: at our website at MyBigFatPullList.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Until next time, keep your web fluid sticky. Your Batarang's sharp. Ouch. And your Space Gun's charged.
1: That's not a Space Gun. That's Megatron.
0: Collector's box. You know what the theme is? What? Shia LaBeouf. Literally is Shia LaBeouf box.
1: Shia LaBeouf? Shia
0: LaBeouf. Oh my god. Good I want to see show. Shia LaBeouf
1: guest star on Doctor Teen Hunger Force. I'm sure that's something I that can well, I would to love happen. to see that. No, I mean, I wanted Shia LaBeouf. Oh, you want Shia, Real LaBeouf. Life. Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf. Just walking back and forth, like in front of a green screen during an episode. Of no, would... Teen Hunger Force and him reacting to it, but nobody will nobody responds to him yeah. because they can't see him. Oh, so I thinking, think that would be
0: hilarious. I'm thinking you put the voice actors in giant costumes of these people. <laughs> I'm the of it. <laughs> Fuck you, Shia. <laughs>